Warning. This program may contain explicit language that may be considered offensive or inappropriate to children and some adults. The following content is intended for mature audiences. Talk it out where we are talk it out. My name is Jerry Rashad, and I'm so happy to be with you all today. Today is a very special day because today is the very first 24 hour live stream brought to you by Well Nelly Media. And of course, we got through the entire day without any technical difficulties, and they all decided to start happening right now. For some reason, I'm not allowed to stream to you all on my personal Facebook, which is where most of the people watch this. So if you are watching and you're not on my personal Facebook, please like and tag everybody so that everybody can see this because it won't let me connect to my Facebook. Anyway, thank you for being with us. We've been here for 24 hours since, well, not 24 hours yet. We're on hour 20. And today it's a fundraiser for Flirting with Destiny, which is going to be Wonelli Media's very first self-produced project. It is a web series about a woman who is, you know, young in the city, hustling, making her moves. And, you know, her aunt gives her this gift that changes her world. It's basically like Sex in the City with magic. So we want to self-produce it. We want to film it this summer, and we're raising money for it. The goal is to get to $1,000 by the end of the night. Hopefully, we'll make our goal. And the overall, the long-term goal is to get to 5000 So if you're watching right now and you'd like to donate, please head over to GoFundMe.com slash F slash Flirting W Destiny and donate if you're watching us right now please like and share so that we can get some interaction make sure you also head over to our youtube click a like button give us a comment make sure you subscribe and when you subscribe hit that notification bell so that you're notified whenever there is new content okay also yes share share this video share 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 all right Talk It Out is a place where people of opposing views get together and have a healthy and productive dialogue in a respectful way. Keeping in mind that it's not always about proving who's right and who's wrong. Sometimes it's simply about listening and being heard. Now, without any further ado, I'm going to go ahead and start introducing our panel. All right, let's start with our returning panelist. As always, who... We've had this person be on like a few panels today. One of the Wonelli Media family members, he's joining the family via Sip and Kiki, which kicked off our live stream, a new pop culture digest show where we just basically talk shit about everything, reality TV, music, and et cetera. Please welcome Tristan Daniels to hey. talk now. Hey, buddy. Happy How birthday. You? Thank you. Thank you very much. I feel very, it's his birthday. I feel very happy to be birthdayed. <laughs> currently so also i was thinking maybe um so i shared uh rakia's post on my facebook so yeah. maybe you can like share it maybe you can't post to. it in yours but maybe you can share her right it won't let me i don't know why it just I, but it's okay because guess what you know it's cool we will continue so okay all right next panelist joining us is uh how can i how can i describe a friend of mine from high school who is a mother and also, um, I'm going to say she's like soothing but passionate. Let's say that. Let's welcome T to the panel. 
Do we have sound tea? You're muted though, so we definitely don't have that. Nope, I don't hear you. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yes, there you are. We hear you. No, we don't. <sighs> okay. Okay, so I'm going to fix it. <laughs> fixed right now. How about now? Yes. Do we got, got something? Yes. We Tristan, you're muted. We hear you. Okay, great. Yay! Yes. Yes. There is, <laughs> there is solace. Thank you so much. All right. Next joining us on the panel is another returning panelist. Now, this returning panelist was on episode three of the podcast. Um, one of my best friends in the whole widest world, even though right now we're in a best friend war because I'm trying to steal his best friend. He doesn't really give me any energy, but it's on my list of things to do. It is absolutely a goal of mine to make sure that his best friend, Jeter, who's also joining the Wonelli Media family and First Time Financial is officially my best friend. Let's welcome Garrett Gray to talk it out, everyone. Hi, everybody. Hi, Darie. Happy birthday, Darie. Happy birthday, Garrett. Garrett's birthday was just the other day, two days ago. So we're yes. almost birthday twins. We're birthday siblings. Almost. So how are you? I am good today. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for having me back on. Thank you. I've been trying to get Garrett on. I literally had to have a 24-hour live stream for him to show back up on the show. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like to talk a lot of times. I had. To, I was like, hey, it's charity. I guess I'll do it. Yes. So, all right, our next returning panelist is another um, person who was on probably, y'all were on the same episode together, actually, the first episode, the episode we did about um, toxic masculinity in the LGBT community, Mm. and he's also been on Geeking Out, and he's a geek fellow extraordinaire, we're not allowed to talk about Scarlet Witch or anything WandaVision around him, so we're going to try to make that happen. Let's welcome Justin to the panel. What's up, Justin? Hi, hello. No spoilers. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I won't. I won't spoil it. But look at this one. That one. That one. <laughs> okay. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. I have. Uh, I have apparently found myself in the middle of a best friend rivalry civil war. So that's going to be interesting for our panel today. And what's bad is that it's civil. Like, I'd be definitely trying to bring smoke. And he'd be, I'd be like, I'm trying to steal your best friend. He said, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's always the energy. And that just makes I'm just me even like, more I don't, sad. That's how unbothered he is. By I don't me. owe my friends. I don't it's owe like, I'm like, I owe mine. Period. <laughs> this is where it started. It started because he stole my best friend in college. Man. Me and him were best friends for three years. Garrett shows up. All of a sudden, he's always hanging out with Garrett. I'm like, why are you always with Garrett? What's up with that? And the next thing, they're like, we're cool, we friends, that's mine. And I'm like, bet, I see it. And I've been plotting, waiting for the day. So, it's on. The time is here. The, the time, time is now. Is All right. Okay. Uh, another great friend of mine from college who is um, a director. Well, she directed me in one of my favorite performances, in one of my favorite shows. Um, another soothing individual. I just When I say soothing, it's because they, 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 the way they speak is so thoughtful and 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 patient and i love that let's welcome christine to the panel back to the panel hi y'all thanks for that introduction that is literally when i think when everyone's like christine i'm like yes christine you know what i'm saying that's just the energy i have well i'll I'll continue to try to channel that thank you i appreciate that (laughs) next 
panelist joining us is I'm not sure if he's on camera or not because I can't tell. He, he sometimes he's in his car, so I'm not sure if he's dark. But Jose or Davila, who is I can oh, see he he's in the dark. car. I can see the little light in the corner. So he's in the car. <laughs> he's That's here. What he he's here. Jose, can can you speak? You're muted. Yes, I may speak. Bad. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Glad to be coming home soon. Uh, howdy, y'all. Great. And we have one more panelist joining us. This is pa a panelist who is the host of a political show called Politically Provoked. It is politically provoking. And okay. she is one of their panelists slash, I guess, a moderator more. She doesn't really, she debates, but she's more the moderator of the debates and, and sets the rules and, you know, make sure everything copes steady. Let's welcome Brittany to the panel. Hi, guys. Happy birthday to both of y'all. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Pisces time. Yeah, Listen, my, son's, also, my son's on Sunday, so more Pisces. <laughs> um Also, um, if you are Aries, fuck you. What? Oh, Jesus. You know they're what we're supposed to be morphing into. Well, I just feel like, listen, I, I'm having, I literally have real life Facebook beef with a friend of mine from high school named Valencia. She decided to get on the internet and be like, oh, Pisces, nobody care about y'all. And that's the worst thing you can say around me. So we're low key in a beef war too. So I got a lot of beef. I got best friend beef. I got Sagitt like, uh, 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 astrology beef. Astrology, astrology beef. Astrology right. beef. And it's getting late at night, so I'm ready for whatever yeah, comes my way. That, right. That, Let's that, do that. it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Who that? Who that? Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. And, and that's on everything. So before we hop into our current events for tonight, because we actually have to stay on time. Thank you. And I, I know Justin's hype about that. He's like, yes, we're going to get out of here on time. Whose baby is that? Oh, T. <laughs> it's T's baby, ain't it? She's the only one with a baby. Right. I love it. So I love it. essentially, well, as long as we can hear the baby, we can hear you. So that's She's good. yelling so, at <laughs> So before we go into our main topic for the night, I want to show you all some ads. But one of these ads is just a little introduction to the cast who are going to be making up the three main characters in Flirting with Destiny. And we'll be right back with some current events. Um, I'm excited to be in a show with them finally. <laughs> oh, wow. It has been a while. For Color Girls was the last oh, show we were all... That, okay, that was, was the first another. show. Ten years I'm, ago. Yes. Oh, no. Don't delete that out. <laughs> that was pre-Woe Nelly Media, but yes. it was, in fact, a Dury and Rashad production. Yes. So, there Is you the go. first time we did a show I know. Baby. We were circle. babies. So, we'll really see how much we've grown. That'd be great. Know. Yeah, I love it. So here we are. So excited. Okay. <laughs> yes, that was ads for RPG from from Shadowrun missions. RPG Shadowrun missions from Rim Alternatives. I'm I'm fading. Okay. Um which are every Tuesday at 8 o'clock on twitch.tv slash Master of Rem, and that was the cast of Flirting with Destiny, which will be brought to you by Wonelli Media by the end of the summer, hopefully. All right, let's do some current events. So what are we going to talk about first? I actually had time to make current events today, because about halfway through the day, I realized I didn't have any. 
that I went and found some. Been busy today, so. Listen, right. Okay, okay. So I'm gonna start off like. Okay. So, Curio, <laughs> are these going to be current events that I have actually heard of this time? <laughs> At least one of them. At okay. least one of them. Yeah, you'll, okay. yeah, because yeah, Justin definitely know about that. Yeah, you know about all these. You know about all these. Because you, right. you like to, every time I'm on, you like to spring something. Oh, by the way, this happened five minutes ago, everyone. What's your opinion? <laughs> no, no time to process. Because this is hot off, this is hot tea. We don't like that stale, cold iced tea. We like piping hot tea, okay? Mm-hmm. But let's talk about, this is a little stale tea, so we'll start here. Actually, I don't want to start there. I'm going to start, actually, I do want to start there. Let's talk about Kim and Kanye. Oh. So, Kim and Kanye are getting a divorce. Now, if you follow anything current, if you follow black people and our opinions of the Kardashians, we felt like this was coming. We felt like Kardashians. Uh, we can say, I'm, just, I'm, like, I'm not going to say we, I'm saying we. I'm not saying me, I'm just saying we as a community. This is the consensus. Feel like the Kardashians are infamous for, quote unquote, I'm just quoting, ruining black men. Being succubi. All men. So, <laughs> Brittany said, all men. So I wanted, and a lot of, so I saw a post that was like, you know, people will blame Kanye because of the antics. However, you know, this is Kim's like third marriage. Now, some people said that felt like slut shaming. I didn't really feel like it was so much about her being promiscuous as much as her not really putting effort into maintaining her relationships. Like once they get bad, she out. That's how I read it. I didn't read it about anything sexual. I actually read it as just like, they'll divorce real quick. But it could be slut shame. I'm not saying it's not. So I want to know your opinions about everything that we just said. Like, how do you feel? Do you feel like, do you feel like it's fair to blame anyone? Do you feel like this is something we saw happening? Do we feel like this is a pattern? Or do we feel like this just wasn't a marriage that was going to work out from the beginning? I mean, I don't think it was a, I don't think it was, um, most folks get divorced, like more, isn't it like half or over 52 half of people? Percent. Like they, they, so more, more, more people get divorced than not. So really the odds were against them from the jump. Um, secondly, I always find like this idea that the Kardashians like ruin men and stuff to be so trash because the men they get with were already like Lamar Odom was already a crackhead when Chloe met him. Like he had, like he had done crack and was cracking. He was, I don't, I'm not trying to be shady, but that's just true, he was. He was using drugs and had used drugs before he met her. Same thing with Scott and Courtney. Scott was a drug head before he met Courtney. They're like a magnet for had, crazy people. <laughs> right, Kanye's had mental issues way before he met Kim. So if anything, they just pick really broken men to date and marry, and maybe that can be a problem, but I don't feel like it's their <laughs> fault, per se. Right, a blaming thing. Okay, T, I see your face. That is the Go most ahead. valid argument that I've heard about <laughs> their whole relationship. That's the most valid argument I've heard about all of their relationships, like hands down. Huh. Okay, Christine. I mean, yeah, it's something something similar to that, but also it's like two rich people with celebrity, you know, status that are just having you know a a divorce it like happens all the time <laughs> wow these are not the responses i was prepared for y'all gonna hate me justin <laughs> so yes okay. here it is <clears throat> okay i have never been a fan of the kardashians period 
Yeah, I think okay. that it's it's a lot of clout chasing. I think all of it is just shenanigans and 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 smoke and mirrors. So whenever I hear about anything about any of them, I'm just in one ear and out the other. I have more important things to worry about. But apparently this was something legitimate. Um, and my first my first opinion when I heard it was okay, well. Everybody knows Kanye's little cuckoo for the Cocoa Puffs. And then when you start talking about, well, it is Kim's third marriage. I'm like, it's kind of both of them, probably. You know what I'm saying? It's it's It can't be all one right. at the end of the day. Um, and, and we don't know their, their, their real inside personal details anyway. We're never going to know. Any, even if something does leak or come out, you know that's all going to be semi-orchestrated. There's going to be a thread in that blanket of information that comes out that's going to be the truth. So I don't really put too much stock in anything other than just like they are getting divorced and or maybe just separated and or maybe going to get back together. I'm not really pressed. I'm not really bothered. It's not really something that I'm interested in per se. So, <laughs> okay, Garrett. Um, I think when it comes to like Kim being like married for the third time, I kind of think of Kim as just like a man in the situation as the breadwinner of sorts. Like Kanye has been broke for a long time. He's been in debt, or he was in debt for a long time. But that it's, part. it's I don't know. Like Ooh. like Justin was saying, it's the smoke and mirrors kind of thing. There was a time when when they were so heavily involved with the Trump campaign, I was like, Chris got some contract over here. So any like publicity for them is is always gonna be making them money to some extent. Um so they're gonna be all right. And I mean celebrities break up and get divorces all the time. I hope the kids will be okay. I mean four of them. Um yeah, that's okay. Cool. I'm gonna Can go to I... Brittany first, and then Brittany and Jose are interesting. Oh, I didn't even know that Kim was married two other times, so I'm very behind on this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, yeah, I don't really have much of an opinion on them. I just uh, Kanye. <laughs> man in the darkness. Yeah. Hello, guys. Hey, how's it going? Oh, <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm, I'm not really shocked. I mean, like, like I heard Kevin said, it, it happens with these celebrities. Uh, they get married to the fame, and then once that dies out, they decide to take another one. Yeah. Um, but if I had to pick a side, I'd put Kanye because that's my privilege. He said if you had to pick a side, he would go with Kanye. Tristan? Wait, wait, before you go. I feel like this is my issue. I don't like when you get with somebody who you know has a mental illness. Well, I don't know. I feel two ways about it. I feel two ways about it. Like, I get why you're with someone who you know has a mental illness and you're trying to get them to take care of themselves and they won't take care of themselves and you have children. I understand you have to leave. I actually do get that. However, I don't like... I feel like she publicly embarrassed him in a lot of ways. I feel like they publicly embarrassed each other. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. I do. Yeah. I do because um, I feel like I feel like I knew how she felt about him not taking his meds. I don't know neither one of them personally. How the fuck do I know about how she felt about him not taking his meds? 
do do you no this is this is the thing we we know what the media said nope. she said but she didn't and i and I, and and the All right. when we say the media we don't even i don't even mean like reputable like media like the new york times i mean like like the daily mail is not <laughs> um but that's not what i want to talk about i want it well, I'm under, I went down first. I went down. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I feel like when it comes down to it, I feel like there's certain stuff that's sacred. And one thing that needs, like, if we're family, we're family. And th- that thing that you're dealing with, your mental illness, I'll, I'll protect that for you. Like, I might not stay with you, but I'm not going to drag you publicly about it. You know what I'm saying? So if, if she felt like she needed to leave for her kids, cool. But I feel like they were, and, I, and the reason I do think it was them that leaked it, because that's what their family does. Their family okay, absolutely. That's what their family does. Their family takes drama and capitalizes off of it. They do it, like literally, her and her sister are on TV fist fighting. On TV doing it, in front of the cameras. You feel me? To me, there's certain lines like you supposed to fist fight. Whatever it was, they put they laid hands on each other on TV. Siblings. So that was that was a sibling fight. That was that was that was. It don't matter. Not on national TV, (laughs) and not on national TV when you're the executive producer. Keep that shit off the air. Period. So to me, wait, wait, Tristan, wait. So essentially, (laughs) I feel like there's evidence to the fact that she there's nothing sacred with them, and I feel like. When it comes to somebody's mental health, that needs to be sacred. And I feel like that should have never been on. If that's why she left, that's why she left. Why do we know that? Okay. Okay. I, okay. So first, so first and foremost, I think all that went out the window when Kanye did that Twitter rant and said that Kim wanted to abort her child and said a whole other laundry list of things. That was, okay. when I say a bridge too far, it was a, a so, as bad as the Kardashians may be, the shit he said in that rant was a bullshit. He was trying to win the presidency. But he had to either do what way, he had to do. that's what I'm I wanted to touch on because it's slightly unrelated. I'm but glad, I feel I'm like glad. we don't. I feel like we don't give. I don't want to say props, but I think we don't think about it the right way in terms of Kanye's support for Donald Trump. So there's a dope interview we he does with Charlamagne. Okay, so I listened to Kanye's whole interview when he did that, though. Which did you watch the Charlamagne interview? And it wasn't as bad as people are trying to make it out. That's what I'm saying. He did this dope interview and he talks about Barack Obama and the idea of black perfection. And essentially what he said was, I'm not Barack Obama. I'm flawed as fuck. I don't speak well. I put my foot in my mouth. I say wild shit. I do wild shit. And I'm not that. But Donald Trump, that's more related to me. the The way the media doesn't like him, the media doesn't like me. The way they treat him, that's how the media treats me. And then he even gets deeper and talks about how when Obama was president, he would invite all the rappers of the White House, but wouldn't invite Kanye, wouldn't speak to Kanye. <laughs> Donald Trump would speak to Kanye. Now, I'm not saying that I agree with what Kanye did, but logically, from his perspective and his experience, his support for Donald Trump makes more logical sense than him so, supporting Barack Obama. What I just heard you say was, because Trump stroked his ego, he was cool with being around Trump. No, you that's literally. That's not what it is. No, that's not, that's, that's what because what it sounded like to me was, well, he, oh, I absolutely think it was an ego thing. He literally was like, this other president wouldn't hang out with me, hang out with the other rappers, but this one wants to hang out with me, and that one doesn't. So 
There's a good reason. It's like, okay, even though he stroked your ego, you're ignoring all the horrible things this man exactly did. Exactly like Trump, though. Exactly that, like Trump. And, and to me, that's that's not a good thing. That doesn't justify him. What it does to me is clarify, yes, you're that nigga, bro. Like, you're absolutely that nigga. Like, it doesn't make it any better. But do, but do you not think that there's something to the idea of Barack Obama and this idea that if you are black and you have to get to a position of power, you have to borderline be perfect? Obama, let's be very clear. On paper and in real life, the man is almost perfect. That's not Kanye. It's not. Kanye didn't go to an Ivy League school. Kanye doesn't have a a a a, 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 a educated How wife. How did we end and, up comparing? Sorry. I'm just trying to figure out. This is why I'm, we were talking about Kim and Kanye divorce, and now we talk about Kanye versus Obama. I'm sorry. If you're talking about black excellence, here's my issue. <laughs> I feel like that argument is an argument that people like Kanye who. Some people will say certain things, but people like Kanye, the the C. Owens of the world, use to literally give for to to create a bad narrative on people like Barack Obama. Since you can't find anything bad to say about him, you're gonna say he's too perfect, and that's I didn't not say fair. He was too, I didn't you're not, but that's basically what he's saying. He's like he's basically pointing at Obama and 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 accosting him for not being a dick, and saying since he's not a dick and I am a dick and this president is a dick. That makes him acceptable for no, me to be around I and not really understand why Kanye West would be feel that way though. I understand why he would feel that way because one it. of That's them stroked like the ego. Has... I don't, but I don't even think it's that like about his ego. You have to think about it. He came from a presidency where George Bush was basically like Kanye, you're the worst person alive, right? And mm-hmm. then the next president completely ignores you. But you're doing positive things. Like that whole time Barack Obama was ignoring him, he was giving scholarships to Chicago. He was doing things in outreach and taking care of his city. He was making a difference. But that all that stuff was overlooked because he made a lot of outbursts. Right? Wait, here's, here's my thing. Here's my thing. Here's my thing, outbursts, But some here's of my that thing, was due to mental illness. Here's my thing, T. There are 8 billion people on this planet. Why does Obama owe him attention? I don't Here, think it's me, about, get, that's my thing. That's why I say it's egotistical. Let me let me say why it's egotistical because this human being thinks that because he is Kanye freaking West, the president needs to pay him attention. Since this president paid him attention in, in a way that he felt like was one way, this one ignored him, this one didn't. He's mad at the one that ignored him because he feels like he deserves that attention. You know what I'm saying? He, you have to, so first of all, he didn't Obama didn't Obama. And Obama didn't ignore him. He specifically talks about how when Obama start when Obama ran his first when Obama ran for his first term, Obama took went to Chicago with Kanye, did rallies, did events, etc. It wasn't until the Taylor Swift thing happened that Obama like was like he's an asshole, fuck him. And that was and 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 to Kanye's credit, I understand feeling like somebody you feel like somebody used you for your celebrity, and then the moment the media did hold on. Again, I understand him feeling like if you feeling like someone used you for your celebrity to get to to get elected or help them get elected, but then the moment the media said something not nice about you, then you were persona non grata. And let's be very clear, Kim multiple times tried to get meetings at the White House to get Alice Johnson out of jail when Obama was president. This is fact. This is, this is not a secret. And they wouldn't they would not meet with her, would not give her the time of day. Alice Johnson is at home right now with her children. Because Kim was able to go to the White House and talk to those people. I'm not saying but, that but, I don't like Trump. Here's the thing that I'm not agreeing with. We're saying essentially 
that these presidents owe these people something. Trump, like, President Barack Obama had probably a billion things to deal with. He didn't deal with that one because he chose not to deal with the man. We're saying that, what you're saying is, but he had an Ob wait, 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 you're saying Obama abandoned him when the media turned on him. Why aren't we addressing that he did something? Why aren't we saying Obama abandoned you because you acted an ass in public? Why are we blaming the media instead of blaming Kanye for what Kanye did? Well, can I Brittany? Yeah, no, I was just going to say, like, I think, um, I don't know if he's exactly blaming. I think he's thinking of his mentality in it and the way he's thinking of it. He, I mean, he's a narcissist, just like Trump, where he's always the victim in everything. And that so part. he's going to need people to show him attention. And he's going to like people that show him attention. I agree with that. <laughs> I agree with that. Okay, so we're going to move on to the next one. We didn't, we, didn't, we didn't take that long on that one. Okay, so... <laughs> Who is this man who runs Texas? What's his name? Let me look up this article. Greg Abbott. Abbott. Governor Abbott. Yes. Greg Abbott. Idiot. That's the one That's I said. Oh, Justin. I was like, Justin gonna know about that one. Okay, He's a so moron. Let's talk about it then. So he decided to make mask mandates everywhere in, in Texas. He said the only way we're gonna get through this COVID thing is if everybody wears a mask and we stay inside. Okay. Right? And you know, then he changed his mind. <laughs> he basically said, well, you're in Texas, right? Did he write a letter? Right. What did he say in the letter? No, all I know is he basically opened Texas up and, and took the bass mandate away. Yeah. How, so how do basically we feel about what, that? So what he did was he just, this is like earlier today or like yesterday. It was, um, and, and I'm, I live in Dallas. So he, the governor, lifted the mask mandate and he lifted the restrictions to um, capacity for businesses, basically saying that you're, you don't have to operate at you know, 50% capacity or reduced capacity because of spacing and things of that nature. That's why they were in place. And he also li list lifted the uh, mask mandate. It's now a recommendation. So businesses can recommend that people wear their masks, but they can't, uh, um, they can't require it. Or there's not a, um, I, I should say, there's not a state level mandate um, for for the masks. So that has thrown a huge wrench into everything because at the same time, there and and someone correct me if I'm wrong. There is also in that same breath, he tried to limit the locality's ability to uh, have their own safety measures in place as well. Now, there's a few triggers that have been kind of, you know, laid out in the um, uh, the lo local health department um, areas. If, you know, if there's a spike of cases above so much percent of the local population, that'll trigger certain safeguards to go back into, into effect, things of that nature. But he didn't lead with that. He led with a, a damn tweet that said, we're opening up to 100% capacity for all businesses. We're lifting the mask mandate. And then a huge, a huge backlash to that, both, you know, within the state and also nationally. And then it came back and he said, oh, just to clarify, this does not supersede the recommendations that we are working for da, 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 from the health departments. It's like, it, it, it don't matter. It don't matter. Like, you, you're trying to come back and save your ass, but it doesn't matter because you led with, a short and simple tweet, and that's what the short and simple-minded people are going to take and run with. 
they're just going to be like, oh, I don't have to wear my mask now. Uh, why can't we sit at that table and set like I don't have to be you know six feet apart from people. You know who I blame? In Texas. Trump. I blame Trump. Let me tell you why I blame Trump. Trump Trump had to make all these dumbass politicians feel like tweeting is their best option. And that's what got that governor in, that governor of, not that, the mayor of Colorado City resigned. That's what got this man right now almost resigned. Because they feel like, God damn, I'm about to tweet this shit, right? Mm -mm, You better, you better, you better get a Michelle Obama in your life and grab that phone out your hand. Because all you're doing is is showing the world how not only ridiculous you are, but how how careless you are when it comes to other people's feelings and thoughts. I mean, I think he's moving. If you if his if his goal is to run for president in 2024, which I think Who, that's Trump? what he's no the governor of Texas. If his goal, so <laughs> let me fast forward a little bit. So you guys know CPAC was last week or a few days ago. What is concern- CPAC? So it's essentially like a convention for conservative Republicans. Like they have speakers. Uh, um, is this new? Um, no. no, CPAC no. Been for a very long time. <laughs> Don't it's do that. Don't but do that. um, it's Don't a it, but it's a big deal in conservative circles. And so at CPAC, they did a um, they did, they did a poll. And it was to see who the CPAC attendees would vote for for president. Right, in I saw Trump was like fifty four percent. They did one with no, they did one with Trump and one without Trump. When they did it without Trump, the person who was the furthest ahead by a lot was the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. Right. Now, Ron DeSantis, Florida been open as fuck. Like he the one governor's like, you know what? We're not going. We're not going to have. We're not doing none of that shit. We're mm. just going. We just going wing it and let it go. And so I think that Abbott's logic is, okay, the reason why people like Ron DeSantis is because he's been like, yo, you know what? I'm not going to do anything. And so I think that the governor of Texas was like, yo, I'm going to do the same thing. I want the love that he gets because he's not thinking about Texas. He's thinking about his future in the Republican Party. And you I know mean, what I just thought about? The, right. There's a way in which he, I think that he's thinking about Texas. I mean, the reason why we weren't closing, we took us so long to close America was about money. And Texas got hit by that flood, what, what was that, two years ago before, a year before we shut down? Was it the summer right before we shut down? And then they just got hit by that winter storm, right? So they're like kind of fucked at the moment. I mean, they don't really have, they've got to rebuild the economy from zero. So, and the, the mandates do put a lot of, a lot of, a stop to pretty much any, not all ways to make money, but it stops how much money you can bring in. And to like get Texas back on its feet, I mean, it might take something drastic to get people back to work. Um, the number, I don't, I haven't been watching the numbers in Texas. The winter storm happened, what, two weeks ago? And did you see all those people in lines? Those people were wearing masks. So, I mean, the mandates, he's telling these people you don't have to wear masks anymore. But they, Texas look like, in the news anyways, they look like smart people. Um, yeah, and- so I think, in a sense, he's trying to, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I've never been governor before, but money, money, <laughs> is, money is, a, is, is, a, is an obstacle. Money and natural disasters are an obstacle. Yeah, and definitely one thing that 
he wants to do is change the narrative right now because ERCOT fucked over. I'm sorry. Can we? Can we? Sorry, your live stream. Uh, ERCOT. <laughs> ERCOT screwed over uh, everybody. Everybody in the state. The mismanagement of our power grid from a mess. the impact. Yeah, of the impact of that winter storm over over the past couple of weeks. It, it's insanely bad because it's unregulated, and it, it that's what the Texas. Republican yeah that's what that's what the Republican legislature wants. That's what the Republican leadership wants. They don't want any federal oversight, so their their energy grid is segmented and it's not connected to the East Coast or the West Coast. There's three main power grids in the country: East Coast, West Coast, and Texas. And then that and that's it. <laughs> that's it. That that's, that's why we. Fat, that true yeah and so that's why we couldn't buy and get other like more energy from the other grids because we weren't even patched in much less like prices negotiated for surge or anything that's why the follow-up to the actual issue were these surge prices like people have electric bills in the thousands and thousands of dollars because ERCOT th like there's no regulation there's there's no cap it's just straight on charging the the um the individuals, so individual businesses, individual households, in in this type of environment, and so he he definitely wanted to change the narrative real quick and make a whole lot of people think about something else. And this is this is very obviously one of those things that he has within his power to do, and decided mm, let's go ahead and flip this switch, bright shiny new thing over here. Don't pay attention to how we just screwed over the entire state. I think wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I want to like I want to give some of the people who are giving great facial expressions right now a chance to speak, specifically <laughs> Christine. I mean, I, I think one of the worrisome things about all of this is that I believe Texas is kind of in the bottom in terms of people that have received either their first or second dose of the vaccine, right? It's like, I want to, I mean, Georgia, I'm pretty sure is actually at the way bottom. And then that maybe they're like fifth okay. the or something. Um, so, I mean, that's incredibly, incredibly worrisome for like opening up the full population to, you know, unmasked people. Especially and how big that state is. Yeah. And, and that probably right now, hopefully the people that have been vaccinated are, you know, the 65, 75 plus older groups. But now you're going to have all these frontline workers, all these, you know, people in restaurants, people, you know, in grocery stores that are being exposed in even more detrimental ways than they were before. And that's, yeah, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I, I think, think also, I, go ahead, Brittany. I just, had, I just had a question actually probably for Justin. Um, so because, you know, Texas is so big, I, are people spread out across it i mean because you know in new york everybody's very compacted in like yeah so. like the the metropolitan areas you're talking like dallas fort worth you're talking houston san antonio uh like the the major metropolitan areas are not as dense as some of like you know your mm -hmm. your los angeles your chicago your new york your you know things of that nature even, even atlanta um because it's it's pretty spacious out here <laughs> um so you know all things considered when you have the majority of the state is pretty rural and is pretty suburban 
Um, it, it's just, you know, like the beginning of the pandemic, all of the cases were surging in the cities because you just naturally come into contact with more people. Uh, more people go in the grocery store during a single day than anybody else, you know, uh, kind of thing. So uh, it, it's pretty similar in, you know, compared to most places. Um, I'm, I'm going to talk about money one last time. But like, so talking about population wise and also like when this pandemic started we knew we couldn't count on big government like war government mayors and cities and like they started like they started taking control because the president wasn't taking control the governors weren't doing anything and so metro places like san antonio austin those mayors and stuff are still like okay guys you're or hopefully, I don't know, but I'm thinking about like in Georgia, they're like, okay, guys, we're going to wear our masks. But what the governor, I think, has to think about is like getting the farms back to work. He can't have any obstacles in front of agriculture, getting cattle out, getting anything out, you know? And I think going back to population, it's like, the risk is still up because they're working like in close proximity to one another. But I, I don't know. You got to give some kind of leeway to to help the situation out that they're in. I think, but that's me being thinking about money. I do that. Devil, devil's advocate, because I think it's important to be the devil's advocate. Um, you we do have places that essentially are open and have been open for a while. Like, at, I, Atlanta open. Like, I don't know about any place else, but Atlanta, wide open. All How are their region, hospitals doing? I haven't paid attention. I I haven't heard, listen, I haven't heard anything, but I just know Atlanta is wide open. It's been wide open for a while. I'm not going to lie. I've been to the club a few <laughs> times. Which club? I can't breathe anybody's so, air right no, now. Oh, my no, gosh. I cannot. Ooh, hey, hey, do y'all want some tea? Do y'all want some tea? Okay. Please. So last last time I went out in Atlanta, it was maybe like three or mm, yeah, like two or three weeks ago. And um, Charles M. Blow, he's a commentator oh, yeah. and stuff on CNN. Charles M. Blow was at the club. He was at the club mm. two weekends in a row. The when gay I club? Went to uh, well, it's like it's this place called um, Tenth and Piedmont. It's not like a club. It's like a a bar. The gay situation. club. It's a gay club. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. I, you had to give the whole like. Well, they were established in 1975. I mean, no, just yes or no. It wasn't like a. I, I, it, I wasn't asking. I was was. Is this a gay establishment? I guess I should say that. Oh yeah, it's a gay black spot. Um, okay. But he was all up in there with not a. I had a mask on when I was there. He'd have. But you were still there, Tristan. Also, if y'all can, I just want to thank. I love Rakia for the timing that me and me and you both hit him with that. In a pandemonium, Tristan, you were you were at the club in a pancoco. First of all, if anyone seen, if anybody seen my Insta Insta story or my Facebook stories, you know I I was out here. I've been out here. I know, like November. (laughs) I do want to talk about, uh, I do want to touch on one more thing in these last 15 minutes of the first hour. So Kelly Loeffler done lost her basketball team. Mm. Kelly and, <laughs> just eat petty. And, and now, yes, keep that up for a minute too, kid. And 
now a apparently a queer black woman owns the team in her place. Mm-hmm. How, how do we feel about that? How do we feel about that? All I mean, the teams should be coached, owned by gay black women, to be honest. Do we feel like all the teams? WNBA. WNBA, yeah. Do we still feel like that? Yes. Oh. I mean, partially. Partially. Okay. All I mean, of them, though, huh? If most of the women who play are queer women of color, then... Women of why... color is not what Garrett just said, though. I said, less, oh, queer women of color? No, you said, said black. Oh. I mean, we. I don't know what... Oh, I don't know the yeah. race. Christine, say something, Christine! <laughs> Chris, nope, I ain't saying it. Like, I'm just saying, like... <laughs> she said, nope, not me. <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. I just feel like, you know, I feel like it needs to be people who at least relate to the teams. I do agree with that, like, because Kelly right. Lincoln was so far gone. Like, at least on the board. Black queer women need to be on every board. Yeah. And they present, for sure. For, for sure. sure. Absolutely. Because, you know, not to stereotype, but, you know, there are a lot of black queer women in women of color, at least, in the, in the sport. So I definitely understand the representation. I just think, I, I didn't read how, she, does anyone know how she lost? I, I see you, T. Does anyone know how she lost the team? Her team was, I, from... From what I understand, and like if I, I could be wrong, so I don't want anyone to be like, take what I'm saying as gospel. I know when she was running, her team yeah. wasn't here for her because I think what if you're if you're not from Georgia, you have to realize that Kelly Loeffler made like she, she was a Republican, but she was like a like a um more like a Mitt Romney kind of Republican, if that makes sense. Like she wasn't out here wild and, and being deep into Trumpism. She mm-hmm. made a conscious choice when she ran for Senate to like change her image and to go like head first into Trumpism. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the problem came in. Cause I'm sorry, you, you couldn't, her doing the Trump, that you can't wheel and deal and be in Atlanta and do do what she was doing. Like you can't, like you, you can't. Like it don't, it ain't gonna work for you. Um, and so I think once she kind of did her change up and everything her team like they weren't gonna play it was like we gonna sell the team or ain't nobody gonna play for us mm. and like what you gonna do if all the women and the thing is i think the leg up that the the women have in the WNBA is like they don't they ain't making the money that like the nba play like the male players are i feel like when you're making millions and millions of dollars it's a you're lot not gonna more try, you, you don't want to mess up that bag Right, you ain't trying to fumble that bag, but like you ain't really. I'm already pissed because you ain't paying me what I what I deserve anyway. But on this raggedy ass team, it's not raggedy. I'm just being facetious. But um, you not paying me what I deserve, and I got to be owned by by this woman right here who don't even respect me. Nah, dog, that ain't that ain't gonna fly. T. Justin and then Justin, you're muted there. I'm just here for the comments because <laughs> I do like them. You, we hear you. Just for the comments. I'm huh? just here for the comments because I don't live in Atlanta. I don't live in Atlanta, and I don't keep so? up with WNBA. Uh, but you know, who Kelly doesn't Luffler even is. have a team, and so that's where I live. <laughs> and so I have no idea I who used, that woman is. We used to have season tickets. <laughs> to the dream. Yeah, to the dream. It's a good huh. time. It's a good time. Because it's I'm not too crowded. There's probably fun. I just... Mm-hmm. Justin? Yeah, so she's... um, She has very little backbone. 
quite quite honestly. She uh, she's a Republican and she is um, she's part owner part owner of the Atlanta Dream. If Boom. our listeners aren't familiar, uh, which is you know a WNBA um, team. So she's part owner. But when the BLM movement started this summer or, or last summer, she uh, was critical of the movement. And that's what triggered and that's what set off all of this. Um, and not only just from her team, but like, like we said, like just Atlanta natives, Georgia residents, like, what's up, Kelly? Like, mm, you have some homework to do, sounds like, first of all. And um, so I, I will say that she has this much backbone because when it finally came time to, uh, well, she lost her reelection bid, right? Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but when she, before she left office, when it finally came time for her to cast her vote in the second impeachment trial of he who shall not be named, um, <clears throat> she did Damn. vote to impeach. She did? She, she yeah. did vote to impeach. What? But no, she didn't. Did she not? No. No, what, no, what she voted she for She voted to proceed, it, or does she, she didn't, um, she didn't, uh, object, basically. She did. She and I think what you're talking about is when they did when they were um the day they stormed the Capitol and they um she was had planning to, like, on certify the election. Yes, she, like, right. Yeah, she, she voted, voted to certify the election. Yeah, she that's didn't what it go. Was. Oh, that's why. Okay. It. She didn't go against it because she knew damn well if she came down here there was because that was her last stand. Yeah. That was her yeah. last yeah. chance to. That's yeah. true. I I'm she I stand corrected. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will I will say that. Yeah, but I mean that was after she had already lost her election. She. I mean, she saw it, the writing it, on the wall. Yeah, she was just trying to save whatever face she could at that point, and and that's that's why I say like she has about one knuckle worth of backbone for that and beyond. I'm like, mm, I don't. I, she she is the furthest thing from a true representative of I Georgia. Would, I want to say something before. I want to say something real quick. I just want everybody here in the world to prepare for what's about to happen. These Republicans are going to cheat in this next election. Oh, it's already happening. Let me tell you how. Let me tell you how you know you know they're going to do it. Because everything, every time the Republicans do some stuff like that, I'm sorry to any Republicans out there. I'm talking about not individuals. I'm talking about the, the party. Every time the Republicans do something like that, they proceeded by complaining about it being done. Point in case, Projection. when they tried to put, when Obama tried to put somebody on Supreme Court in election, they complained about it being done and then did it. They just made all this ruckus about us cheating. They're going to cheat. Well, the and they that... don't ever have a, they don't ever generally care neither the they don't care they're gonna cheat and look at you and be like yeah we did it because we could bye the only people that have been caught um for voter fraud yeah, have been like for trump <laughs> have been for trump so so all i'm saying is you know i was thinking about that earlier. i was like bruh because when you said something about desantis i said they're really getting ready to cheat whether it's him or trump they're really getting ready to cheat they whatever it is because they've made up in their mind, whether they have made up their mind or not, that Democrats cheated, they, they I think it seems like a gearing up to justify this kind of this kind of energy that they're gonna bring this next election. Cause I was on a I was on polit I was on political vote. And Republicans. another wait, remember when he was like, remember that night, the first night I was on there, and he was just like basically he was like, That's what libtards have been saying. He didn't say libtards, but liberals have been saying <laughs> for the last that's what liberals have been saying for the last four years, and I was like, but I just met you. I ain't saying none of that. And he had, he, you know, the energy was, it don't matter. You know what I'm saying? I feel like as a whole, conservatives are feeling like that. They feeling like anybody can get it if they're a liberal and it doesn't matter. And I'm taking the gloves off because 
y'all hated Trump for four years. I hated Trump for four years, but he also did. I didn't hate Trump. I don't know him. But I for things he did like did though they wanted did more things. like a revenge thing because he's again like with Kanye he's like the victim he can't do anything wrong so when he, we go at him for something he did it's not because he did something it's we are the problem for going at him and so now they need to get us back for us calling him out for his shit. Well, at the end of the day, and so I just wanted to say that because I just want us to prepare mentally for. I think, let me not, let me, let me not say that. It's, it's getting late. I just think we need to prepare ourselves mentally for what that energy is because I will say, like, in general, I think liberals are kind of like, we're not, not going to mess with you so you mess with us. And sometimes that is why we're always playing catch up. Uh-huh. Pushovers. Because it's not that we're pushovers, it's just that we wait till the smoke is brought and they're always bringing the smoke. What's worse, they bring the smoke and they act like they didn't bring it. We are always just like, well, you know, be, peace and love. If you come over here, we ready. But by the time we came over, they done plan, plot it, ski, mm. put it, put it, maneuver, surround it. Voter suppression is where they're going with. They're this. already they're starting to, to do no, it. But it's going to be on a different level. Like they, because they they're saw how much the mail in, the mail in was. But them, do you, they're gonna, do you, they're trying to get rid of mail-in voting mm-hmm. in Georgia right now. But do you, oh, yeah. but do you know what Democrats have up on Republicans? I don't care what anyone says. Democrats have grassroots organizing down to a science. Like, but that's still a last ditch effort. I, but no, but no, like I, I, I think that we, I think, think about it like this. For me, the last election, Republicans were trying to cheat, like trying to the point where we had you had some places where they had one drop box for absentee ballots mm-hmm. for in Texas, thousand people. It would take and four yet, hours round trip to get to it. <laughs> but this is all before t- t- Tristan. This is all before mm-hmm. we had the audacity. Let me tell you where we messed up. This is all before we had the audacity to allow a black Asian woman to sit in the goddamn White House. We had the audacity to let that happen, and they are never gonna let us live that down. Be period, let's be true. And I'm not saying that's cool, but that's the energy that a lot of them have. They might not admit that that is the issue that they have, but that's the issue that they have. Like, not only did we win, we not only won the election, we then won the Senate. Then we got rid of, you know, two pretty much idealistic conservative people and replace them with a black reverend and a Jewish man. That's what's freaking them out. Georgia, like, getting all these blue, like, that's freaking them out. We basically <laughs> told, and then after this Texas stuff happened, who was saving Texas when old stomach boy went to Mexico? <laughs> it was, it was, it was, uh, Ocasio-Cortez. She don't even live there. Are you talking, you talk, you said, oh my God. Ted, Ted, <laughs> Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz is Ted who you're Cruz. talking about, Drea. And you're... The, dem- the demographics are not on the... The demographics aren't on the side of Republicans. Democrats are growing their party. The yeah, Republican we're party younger is, people. Right. The Republican Party is not growing. They're it not is enough. shrinking. And you can keep trying to... I don't to think cheat. it's shrinking. I yeah, think yeah. it's more... It is. They're it is. Di- well, no, they're dying off. Thank though. you, Christine. Christine, Christine. No, Christine agrees with me, so I win. She, I win. <laughs> Whenever Christina the demographics between Trump's first first election and between when he ran the second time, you know, he did have more votes from black men. He did have more votes yeah, from the Latino weird. population. You know, but it's not weird because black men like Trump. 
Okay, I think there's a big religious it. segment, though, that, that Kanye, was like, supportive yeah. of him. Let's be clear. I think that's... Clear. Go ahead, go ahead. What was Christine saying? Well, so... I was... Oh, no, please. No, 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 you go ahead, you go ahead. Um, I was just going to say that everything that the Republicans are doing right now won't even matter if the Democrats aren't going to stick to the promises that got them elected in the first place. So when you have someone, you know, getting, like you have in Georgia, electing, you know, the reverend and this Jewish senator based on these things like a $2,000 check and based on a $15 minimum wage, and then you're putting this in front of Congress and you're putting it in front of Senate and they're saying, actually, we don't really think we can do it, even though we can do it, but we're not going to do it. It's, you know. I think that, and that's a big deal because I'm going to say this. Bernie Sanders is the only person still talking about $15 minimum wage. And I stand by Bernie. I don't know if Bernie can, and I'm not I'm going to say that. I don't know if, don't if know Bernie is, is, is everybody's cup of tea, but no. I stand Bernie. Period. Because at the end of the day, what Bernie don't do, he don't play that fuck shit, bro. He gonna come to your inauguration in his motherfucking loafers. <laughs> okay? <laughs> With his manila folder on the way to finish these errands. He gonna ask about this $15 minimum wage and he's not backing down. Well, the moderate said, who said something about moderates? I said $15. That don't sound like moderate. That sound like $15. I feel like I get what, what's his name? What's the man's name? I get what Biden wants to do with unifying the party. However, you didn't run on unifying the party. He did, actually. He did. Like, he really he did. ran he did. on it. Oh, yeah. Yes. He ran on what? Well, unifi- <laughs> unifying. He, he, I don't, I don't feel like he ran on That's one of his strengths. I feel like that's well, one thing he but, spoke on. I don't think that was what he staked his election on. I'll also say he take his election on a fifteen dollar minimum wage or getting or completely getting rid of like we're we're making things up really, that didn't yeah. happen. Biden never promised a fifteen dollar minimum wage. He never promised. He didn't. We're not talking about purpose. Biden. His we're talking about the Senate. <laughs> Wait, we're talking about the first of all when we talk about these other things, minimum wage, legalization of marijuana. These are all things that the Senate told us or led us to believe would happen if they had control. If the Democrats had control, also Kamala didn't say nothing about. She wanted a $15 minimum wage. Like, Kamala said that once again, but 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 AOC didn't say that to me. All I heard well, honestly, has a big, the big last big time I've heard AOC say anything that I felt like was relevant was when she was talking about, and I really don't like I actually felt some type of way when everybody was laming her out for explaining her side of how she felt that day. Because like when, when liar and stuff, maybe. Well, it's like have you ever thought you were gonna die? Yeah, no, and she would. She had a like a legitimate fear because she is a target on the right. So if they somehow get to her, she they should don't. be scared. Period. So and, and let's be clear, there were bombs all around. DC. And there's tunnels too. There's all tunnels. around DC. So when you find out, like I live about fifty minutes away from DC, and I told my mom not to leave the house. Yeah, no, she absolutely. And had my mom, I'm got no like. I'm saying so to me. I'm like, so you telling me that I had no legitimate fear to tell my black mother to stay inside the day that they tried to take over the government? You're out of your mind. Of course, she had a reason to be mm-hmm. afraid. So I feel like at the end of the day, I didn't like that people responded to her that way. But I feel like this: the Democratic Party. Who am I regret saying this? Could take a few cues from the Republican Party when it comes to fight like a Republican. When it comes to fight like a Republican, sometimes like sometimes you have to realize like at least, I'm not saying dirty, but hardball, 
hardball. Stand, yeah, fight. stand firm sometimes. Fight for the people. Fight stand for the firm. people. Fight yeah. for what they want. Stand firm yeah. sometimes. Like, we we're y'all know what we... Nice. And even deeper than that, Christine, fight for what we need. We're in the middle of a pan cocoa still, and it's folks still not being able to take care of their families, and it's folks who just went through this natural disaster. That, and y'all talking about, well, even the army's still getting paid. Let's, let's get these people $600. No, y'all are getting paid. Y'all literally going to tax us probably for this money anyway. Like, y'all are going to get having this money uh, back at the end of the day. So it's just like, do, do that. As, as y'all have this, y'all have two branches in your control. Like, all y'all have to do is get along. Please just get along. I don't see that happening. And then they want to take, I'm sorry. Uh, but we have to, Brittany, and then we're going to go to a commercial break and then go to the main topic for the night. No, it's just going to say, I mean, we could, uh, like, it's 50-50 right now. We have two seats that can come up in 2022, Pennsylvania and uh, Wisconsin. We get that, and we can get rid of the filibuster. We can do all these freaking things that we want to do. Because right now, with Manchin, I want him to Fuck save him. that seat. No, no, no. I want him to, I want him to hold on to that seat. Whatever he's got to do to hold on to that seat, because we lose that seat, we're never getting it back. Fair, That's a state true. that uh, they have by 30 points. So true. whatever he's got to do, I'm good with. <laughs> but, fight that yeah. fight okay so we're gonna move into our main topic which is defunding the police but before we do I want you to take a look at a few ads those were ads from Geeking Out which is actually directly after this at 10 o'clock we're gonna be talking about Birds of Prey the is movie Mo on? Hmm? Mo is on tonight actually yeah this is gonna be her first appearance on the show and, you know, we she wanted to talk about WandaVision, but we were doing it earlier in the day. <laughs> the next time we talk about WandaVision, it will be after the show is over. So we'll just, ugh, just dig into it. Okay. The other ad was for itsjessicamires.com, who also did a real estate investment seminar earlier today. It was dope. Saw so it. you can go <laughs> check that out. Or you can go to itsjessicamires.com and find out about her real estate investment course from wholesaler to hotel owner, which is really awesome. All right. Defunding the police. The reason I want to talk about defunding the police is because this came up in a previous conversation we had where we discussed Democrats and our inability to strategize well and how we basically make bad decisions and how we, what's the word that they use? Um, messaging. Our messaging. Complex yes. issues on bumper Our stairs. messaging, right. <laughs> so it's like, why would we call it defunding the police when that's not what it is? knowing that that's going to do possible damage to the whole the whole plight. There's a lot of people, granted, I don't think these people are the type that'll listen anyway, that'll immediately hear that and go, eh, right. So me personally, I don't believe in defunding in, in the sense of defunding. I believe mostly in demilitarization. I do believe in reallocating funds. Is that a word? Please tell yes. me I made a word. Okay, thank you. Yeah, that's a word. I do believe in reallocating funds for different things. One thing I would love for the police force to reallocate funds toward is longer training periods, more inclusive training periods that deal with, not saying that they should be mental health care people, but since they're so often faced with situations of mental health care, I think some police can see a mental health situation and know this is a mental health situation. I need to call a mental health professional. And I think some don't have that, they don't have that wherewithal or that training so they don't handle it that way. And I feel like that's something that needs to happen. So I think their training should be more well-rounded and not just be about enforcement. It should be about um, conflict resolution. But 
Having said that, this is a divisive topic because some people feel like, oh no, the funds that are being spent towards this should go toward that, like education. How come we can defund education all the time and nobody cares? But when we defund the military, that's what I would like. (laughs) So I wanted to open up the floor and I want to talk about it. Um, Does anyone have a pressing need to go first? Besides Tristan, maybe. I didn't even. I don't even want to go first. I was just sitting here. Wait, wait. Jose wants to go first. Listen, Jose, you're a little choppy, Jose. So we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna try to get what you're saying. So if we don't understand it, type it in the private chat so we can at least read it out loud. Go ahead, try. Okay, definitely. No. Uh, so I first, every time I hear defund the police, I've always thought in my mind initially meant fuck the police. We're gonna eradicate it. It's just gonna be a, uh, you know, we're gonna police ourselves up. Um, and so I was definitely triggered by that, but now I now that I think I think I understand it. It's I think it's going along the same lines as what you were just saying. You know, reallocate the funds, make sure they have the training. Because for one thing, I'm definitely okay with training the police because I'm really exhausted to hear about stories where they you know murder somebody and they get away with it, or just my personal experiences that I had with police growing up. It's never been wonderful. Uh, so it'd be kind of cool to see. Um, where this actually goes. I'm not 100% sure what it means or what they're going to do with it. But I really do hope that it's reallocating those funds to provide the training that they need or to open up another department to handle mental health issues in such of those cases. I've got most of that. It's basically he's saying that he at first didn't realize what it was. Now that he gets a little research, he understands that it means more than just like defunding the police and, and that it means more about like reallocating funds. And that he, th- he, think- he hopes that's what it actually is geared toward. And when I also say reallocating funds, I don't think that the money should be taken away from the individual people making money. I'm talking about like, you don't need a tank when we have the biggest military in the world. You can't use like, the military what is your tank for? at home though. Huh? You can't use the military at home. My, my, uh, so my thing is this, you're right. You can't use the military domestically, right? Let me be. When I say that, I mean the military. Technically, technically, now, because let's not have a flashback to last year, but technically, the military. You're saying like against a the domestic National Guard, force. you could use at home. But here's the issue. Here's the issue. Who are the police using the tank against? Who? Right. Like, like. Even, 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 I was going to say some racist. Think about right how, even, how even armed the pe- we are in this country, though. But that's like on some, that's on some, okay, we got some machine guns and some assault rifles. You got a tank. Yeah. Like, there's other, there's other defense than a tank. You know what I'm saying? So, to me, I just feel like, who do you need the tank against? Yeah. But, Tristan, you said you didn't want to say nothing, but it seems think- now that you want to say something. He was racist. No. Yeah. Who want to say something? Just say something. I said, um, well, no, I was, I had a couple things. Um, so, okay, I'm sorry, Brittany and then T. <laughs> so wait, with the tank, I'm, I'm wondering if the tank is more of a defense for them, so that they can't something maybe can't happen to them. I'm not entirely sure what the tank is for, to be honest. But I've never heard of a problem where you take money okay. from them to make it better. I feel like you invest more to make something better. But um, yeah, no, I think uh, I think that our 
police definitely needs like a lot of freaking work uh, for sure. But yeah, no, I don't know about this. Like we try to fit these complex issues onto a bumper sticker and it, it might work for Republicans, but it doesn't work for us. And I, I did hear people saying- I'm seeing a lot of heads nodding and I, I don't understand. I, I did hear um, people saying to abolish the police. So, I mean, there are like people that are saying these kind of things Th- that people are hearing. Can we talk and- about that? Oh, oh but yeah. real quick, because I want to... I wanna, wait, wait. I, actually, I, no. T. Not... not J- Me too. I just cut myself off because I was going to say something, but T had her hand up. <laughs> yep, there it is. It's just, it's just muted. Um, it's just muted. You're, you know, you're muted. You're muted. I can't oh, hear you, T. She's still going. Yeah, <laughs> First and foremost, let's not defund Thank the military. You. Let's not do that. Let's not defund the now, military. You said the military or the police? No, I, want, I want to reduce that military a lot. You can cut the it in military half. military and the police. Let's not defund either one of those. Because somebody, no ma'am, no ma'am, no ma'am. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you why. Because the military okay. total force has already been reduced. And you have people doing multiple jobs where they can't focus on one thing. So as a person who works for the military and for the DOD, if you do that, then you leave us vulnerable to worse things that are out there. There are worse things out there than President Donald Trump Twitter fingers. I guarantee you this. And so what you don't want to do is deteriorate and you don't want to cut it any further than it already is. We're in these places for a reason, okay? Yeah, but- it might seem like, oh, we're just trying to control everything, but even more so, we're trying to keep us safe. Yeah, so but think about all the crazy things that we're buying and stuff too we that we don't- our military anymore. All the, Let's all go to the, Brittany the, the, and Justin. All the um, these, like planes ma'am. and all even this the stuff crazy that stuff we're buying. buying. Even the stuff that we're buying. There's a lag, by the way, ma'am. Mm. Even those things are not new. Oh yeah. So even those things are not new. You're talking about oh yeah, we're buying all of these things. We're upgrading what we already have. So that's something to keep in context. Like we're not just going out and saying. Hey, commission us a brand new jet. Yeah, no, those things cost millions of dollars. But what we are doing is saying, hey, we have these jets. What can you add to them to make them better? So we're not really just going out there willy-nilly saying, oh, yeah, we're going to spend like, we're going to spend $38 million on another F-16. Like, no, that's not what we're doing. We're upgrading uh, what we already have. Because you have um, yeah, the so Pentagon also... Yeah, no the Pentagon also spending like a million dollars on lobsters and shit. Um, like, <laughs> but <laughs> you don't, you don't think there's any way to. That's not, out- that's, that's wait, not wait, 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 wait. So because of the lag, there's a lot of. But I said so. Let's go to Justin real quick because Justin's trying to say something, and then go to Garrett. So, <clears throat> I get, I get both of your points, but I think it's actually interesting to marry them together because we are spread thin throughout the globe with our military presence. And we don't need to be everybody's police officer. We don't need to be the world's like 911. And that's what we've become, unfortunately. And in a lot of these strategic locations where it is a legitimate concern that we need to have a say in what's going on in some of these regions, albeit some of them we destabilized ourselves. But that being said, (laughs) that being said, we have to walk that very fine line of domestically taking care of things here so that we're not shortcutting and trying to just fund all of our, um, our law enforcement services and branches and so forth as a substitute for actually 
funding mental health services, uh, emergency crisis services, um, social safety net programs, uh, you know, public schools and education, like those type of, you know, both urgent and also preventative measures that have been proven, you know, here and abroad to be a lot more effective and beneficial rather than incarceration and the justice system. And I think that if we, again, as Democrats, <laughs> if we can, if we can play that in, in concert with the other world powers, now that we're back on the world stage with some legitimacy, we can start to pull back. We can start to have some of those negotiations where we don't have to have five and six and seven platoons and battalions in this one location. We can have one or two alongside, you know, uh, UK, France, you know, uh, Spain, like our other allies overseas in different parts of the world yeah, so that we're not sure. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, really get back in with the UN, NATO, uh, like every international organization and even the, um, uh, even the charity, the, uh, the non-for-profit NGOs that do a lot of that, you know, um, peacekeeping work that we just, you know, have blown out of the water with our terrible <laughs> last four years are terrible uh skills at um working alongside and in tandem with other countries i think it's going to be a lot of repair work thankfully biden has a lot of experience internationally being you know as as experienced as he was under obama doing a lot of that vp work internationally and then also domestically he has a really strong presence there so I think we're headed in that right direction as, as far as that's concerned. But I think it is, I think it's interesting to look at it, both defunding the police domestically and kind of what that, what that means in a nutshell versus actually like, you know, what, what the detailed roots of that mean. And then like defund, defunding the world police of the United States. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's have somebody else. Let's get some other programs in here. So we don't have to always have, the military stressed and stretched so thin. You know what I mean? Tristan, oh, Gary, and then Tristan. Yeah, my question was for T. Um, the question is, it's like a long question. The question is, is there any way to allocate, reallocate those funds like we think about reallocating funds for the police? But I also wanted to just give like a, a small anecdote from my friend who lives in Chicago and just what they friend? were uh, my friend Jessica <laughs> G. Smith she lives in Chicago okay. and I was talking to her and they were just finding out there that 60% of the emergency aid funds for COVID had gone straight to the police 60% went to payroll for the police department and it's just like, it's like, yes, I, 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 I won't go into that, but it's a lot of money that could be going to people who don't have money. And I completely understand that the world is a scary place. Um, but if we don't try and adjust it now, when we are like moving into the future, when will we ever have the time to adjust it? Um, and I also preface that like I'm a, I'm a, a military brat, so I grew up going on post like every day um, or every other day, 
with my mom my and my husband is marine was a marine of 20 years ago. so but i don't i don't know nothing beyond that <laughs> like i don't know the real life struggles of it i just know like my family members are involved with it but um yeah my question was for t is it possible do you think uh all things are possible today but <laughs> <laughs> um, but i mean how they allocate the money whatever those cases might be you have to think this i'm not saying it was right that in chicago they allocated the money to the police 60 percent of it to the police department however the police department was never allowed to stop working just like nurses were never allowed to stop working all the frontline people that we depend on day in day out were never allowed to stop working they went home to their families every single day with the exposure of possibly giving their newborn baby that their wife just had COVID or whatever. So I'm not justifying it. However, for your frontline worker people like nurses, absolutely pay them more right now because they're putting their families at risk day in, day out to take care of other people. Same with police officers. Again, statistically speaking, we always focus on like, oh, they're killing blah, 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 blah or we should focus more on mental health, but as a police officer, the same as if you're a deployed military member, you only have a split second to make a decision whether you perceive somebody as a threat, whether they are or they aren't. And that split second can be the difference between your life and their life. Mm -hmm. So if we're going to do, I'm all for training for mental health. However, that's also a sticky subject because people will use mental health. There was just a, um, uh, not sheriff, state patrol officer that was killed here in New Mexico on the highway. And he got a call that some people were coming in, uh, that somebody was coming in. He pulled the guy over. The guy ended up killing him just like that. Rolled the window down. Officer dead. He didn't get to say anything. He didn't do anything. His wife just had a baby. Okay. So it's situations that are like that where he's leaving behind three kids and one of them being a new child that will never get to know their dad with the split second decision to determine, oh, is this a mental health issue? Or, oh, is this person really a was, bad guy? Was he so, shot? I mean, yeah, you can do all the training in the world for those things. And I guarantee he was, yeah. and he was shot. And I, but I guarantee you, those things are not what's at the forefront of your mind if you're in real life situations where your life is between you or somebody else. So, I, I mean, mean I also not saying it was right in Chicago that the money went there, but frontline, they're doing something, they're providing something and a safety, whether we see it as one or not, that we aren't ourselves willing to provide. I think just two things, um, that a lot of our policing issues we have in this country is a gun problem that we have in this country. And if we got, I mean, there's, I don't know how you get that under control at this point, because there's more guns than people, but I really think that all that stems from a lot of our problems. But I also think that maybe if there was more transparency in how our funds were being spent um, in military and in our police, maybe that that might uh, put people's minds at ease because we don't. But know can't you what the can't you look up that kind of stuff? I don't know. I mean, can't uh, you look up like? Yeah, the police budget is out. The police yeah, budget is out, but people it's just aren't paying secret. attention it's to it yeah. or until this summer or last summer. But then I think. Kind of going back to something that Brittany said a while ago, I think, so there's two schools of thought around defunding the police. So there is a, a abolition movement. And like there are people who genuinely believe we should abolish the police. And I want to explain that that sounds crazy, but the idea is that 
the the instant the the institution of policing and criminal justice is so rotten that you have no choice but to abolish it and start over. Ryan. That is the logic by some people. I'm some not people. saying I agree or disagree. That's I'm just sound saying. Like you said you agree, but everybody else heard that, right? What it is, and I'm not gonna lie. I'm not. I don't. I don't feel one way or the other because modern day policing comes from slave catching. So I'm. If we want to start over, that's fine. Like legitimately, the, you the first time. Well, what does starting, start starting over look like fe- feasibly? Well, and well, I, that was my next thing. So I Even think that the thing that I always say is, I think first we should pay police officers more money. Yeah, absolutely. I think we should. Mm-hmm. I think we should pay police officers more money, and then I think we should allocate our resources better. I'm sorry, I don't. Here's think my issue should... with that. Can, Here's my I issue with that. Finish. Can I finish? I went down. Let me finish real quick. This um, is our relationship, y'all. Right, okay. <laughs> um, it's our entire relationship. So, for example, I don't think that I don't like that my tax dollars are spent for motorcycle cops to give out parking tickets and to give out speeding tickets for going over five miles an hour. I don't like that my money is spent arresting people for smoking pot and doing drugs. That's right. a lot of what we spend money on when it comes to policing. Right. It's not like we're not spending the money on police finding murderers and combating gang Let's violence. Let's be clear. Let's be clear what the Let's be clear. On. I want to so, say something. Oh, you're going to be. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was reading this story the other day about the sixth transgender woman who was killed this year and the response that they found her in our apartment. It was like, oh, we found her. She, she was found. She And but so then, my point is, but you really have motherfuckers out here who are like, if you don't make your quota, motherfucker, then you fine. But it's like, but, right. but who is out there going, hey, can you find the dude who did that? Please, can you find him? So my point is well, like... It's also... Sorry, I'll let you finish. The point... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sleeping. So the point I'm just trying to make is that like... <laughs> I don't even know where I'm at no more. Um, well, uh, okay, so uh, I, to that I'll say there's a very interesting um, article that I read, and I keep it bookmarked. Um, it's uh, it's from the Brookings Institute, and it's by Rashawn Ray, and the name of the article is called What Does Defund the Police Mean, and Does It Have Merit? And he actually breaks it down into the, the public connotation of what kind of, what does that trigger? What are those, what are those words going to invoke? And then it breaks it down into the actual movement of, of what people are calling for, the, the, um, the abolished concept, the, um, the, the lack of homicidal um, resolution and open cases, um, and even into like, you know, the, the severe backlog of rape kits that are being, you know, just sitting on shelves. How about we use some of that money, you know, to get expedited all of those rape kits and get some more detectives on cases and get some more feet on the ground in those types of... Holy violence. Olivia Benson, Justin. I mean, hello? Can we I do mean, that, though? Right. Like, th- those types of violent crimes are are the most scary thing when it comes to people talking about defunding the police. Well, who's going to protect me? They, they're not doing too good of it right now, quite honestly. Okay. And if you want to, if you want to make some real progress, then, then let's look at that. What, what is our, what is our traffic enforcement, uh, you know, benchmarks and goals? How about we shift our focus over to 
you know, true violent crime, uh, you know, casework. And, and, and that's just one of the concepts. And then you go into don't keep your cities running. But well, exactly. exactly. There's, there's, that's the difference. Yes, because in order for these violent crimes, the solving of these violent, I'm sorry, in order for these violent, violent crimes, Lord, in order, for these, <laughs> in order for these violent crimes to generate revenue, they have to be solved. It's much easier to prove this dude had a fifth in his glove compartment. This dude had a shot. Granted, I'm not, I'm not really a fan of drunk drivers, but you might, these are much easier to prove prosecute a, or or make somebody plead out to then you don't even have to prosecute them you just get them to plead out them. or you get them to go to jail and not be able to pay their bail and then they're stuck in jail and, you know. all yeah. of that all of that because now, then... granted... well i was gonna say also i think with crime crime and poverty are so tied together oh, and so i feel like once are. we once we address the issues that come from poverty then perhaps that there becomes less of a need to have such a overwhelming police force. Right. Like if you took some of that money and spent it in community centers or programs for kids or diversion programs, whatever the case may be, that to me is more helpful than putting another beat cop in a car and having them driving around waiting for some shit to pop off. But here's my thing though. Like you're you're talking about mental health, you know, issues and, and crises in the police force. But imagine if you had those types of resources available to the community, even just that, you know, Free. even without having triggered a, a, a cop call, someone who knows yeah. that they're having issues, a family member or a loved one is having issues and we don't have insurance to cover it. That would be, again, why we need universal health care. Because I will say you this, when it's court mandated, guess what it is? Free. Oh, right. what to this comment down here? I, I actually, I love this so i so I wait wait before that. we answer that i want to say something somebody said earlier that they think police should get paid more me i personally I feel so like too. when it comes to government funds being reallocated to pay anyone more the police aren't the first on the list the yeah, people who, who need to, to be, be paid right now this is my thing the people who <laughs> need to be paid the most first are teachers yeah, I don't think it's, it's not an either or, though. It's not an either or. It is either. Well, sad, Brittany. So. Brittany, I, I get what you're. That's the idealistic viewpoint of it. But actually, it is either or. Because the problem is, we've decided that that is an issue that's worth paying them more. We haven't even made that decision with teachers yet. But when you realize teachers are in more danger than policemen because they're not even really allowed to be armed half the time, not only that, they have to sometimes fight these children who are basically fucking on steroids now. Like, these kids are large. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they are literally putting their lives at risk. And you can have the few good, you can have the T's and the Garrett's in class, or you get a me or a Tristan. You know what I'm saying? And 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 you never I'm know. What, no, I'm, I'm saying, like, you could get, like, chill people. Or you can get hype people. You don't know who you're going to get in these classrooms. You have every day, it could be a parkland situation. You have every day, a lot of these teachers spend more time with these children than their own parents. Not in a negative way to the parents, just in the amount of hours that they're in school. And and we're talking about a police might not even encounter nothing but five five people in a week. If they if they just want to see Depends on where you and, are, though. But I'm saying a police could just really ch- he could collect that paycheck, make his little quotas, and be done. A, a teacher has to be involved. Hands and my point is, Maybe. 
we have to make that cultural decision that that job deserves what it deserves. And as far because we're never talking about that's never a conversation. Defund the police is a tagline. Where's the tagline? Increase funds for teachers. That should that's be not really. Sexy. Um, can it maybe? Whatever. I'm not good at tagline, but you get the. You know, I mean, I mean that, but that's uh, that. I'm. I agree. We should pay teachers more. I think the reason why you don't hear that more in terms of the political dialogue and conversation is because, frankly, educate education is not a sexy subject for anybody. Like you don't care. There are very few politicians that run on. I'm going to improve. The education system. <laughs> I go when I go. It's just but the not. truth is, if you really ask I, me, if don't. you start at the education system no, with yeah, the children, I feel like you're literally fixing a lot of those problems at the root. We don't think oh. that we're fixing them at the root. We feel like fix the police, but by the time you already a police, there's. I'm not saying don't fix those things, but we've already got preconceived notions, habits, thoughts. These are still children, but a lot of these teachers are getting to a point where they're exhausted. They're worn out. They're not putting forth the effort that they, and they're not getting paid well. So like, um, I mean, maybe in, uh, especially in some of the communities that are like really um, overworked, you know, you have such a, uh, the teacher to student ratio is, is, isn't great. So they're even worked even harder. Maybe, and same thing with police. And it's usually in lower income areas that are, are dealing with this. And maybe in those areas that are struggling the most, you pay them a lot freaking more get more people get more people on the ground and teachers as well as police and let them like not work is so so hard yeah that (laughs) that actually is a thing there's um there's several programs i forget exactly what they're called um but they are targeted for they're like grants or um or um um loan forgiveness for teachers who go into lower performing school systems and they have to be there for X amount of years to qualify for that grant. That actually kind of made the news a couple of years ago when some of that got incorrect. Betsy DeVos is an idiot. Um, incorrectly, okay. <laughs> incorrectly started billing them instead of forgiving their, their debts and stuff. Um, so that's already a thing. It definitely can be expanded a lot more. But I think that because education isn't as attractive or as sexy tagline on anybody's political agenda is because it's not an instant gratification quick fix. You can hire yes. more police officers. You can see them on the street. You can give them cars and drive around. And you that's what makes people immediately think, oh, great, look at all this stuff that we have now. But that's not the issue. The, the issue is prevention. That is the baseline like cause of anything you have to get to those kids while they're young you have to take care of them you have to nurture them and that is an investment Same thing it's with not going to pay change. off we're until not thinking you... about the long-term stuff we want to just oh yeah talking about okay it... what what we do after the problems happen that we create. exactly exactly <laughs> and that's and that's why it's like we are we love band-aids as as an mm-hmm. american culture but we don't love like i need to eat right i need to exercise and that's going to ensure that i have a long and healthy we don't think that way because it's just like bam, 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 all in my face all the time and that is kind of where we've gone to now and i think it all started years ago with standardized testing and making a basically a, a scoring metric for teachers and school districts on how well they do their job it's like actually there's so much more that goes into education other than just taking a test you know and it it's finally starting to peel back some of those layers from from uh from the bush years and no child left behind and when i tell you that i have this like 
mental scarring of what that has done. Like both of my parents were were public school teachers in Alabama. And I saw, I just saw it coming down the pipe. I heard it from them all the time. I see it now as, as a school teacher and a coach myself working with kids. Like it's, it's a mind boggling mess of this state does it that way. That state does it this way. And then you, you're different, you know, municipalities might do it slightly different as well. It, it, it's nothing to where it should be for so, the best country. <laughs> Number one, America, like we're, we're far from that as far as our education system is concerned. Sorry. So because of the special night tonight, I almost forgot, I didn't really almost forget, but we're going to do our last commercial break and then do final thoughts, but final thoughts are going to be on lightning tonight. But oh. yeah, because we have to geek it out, start at 10. And then there's and then there's a bed somewhere that's saying three Yeah. <laughs> so twenty four hours. Let, hey, you know. So close. What was that? Oh, there. Like, like, happy birthday. Uh, <laughs> right, right, right. Pillows gonna be clapping. All right. So <laughs> I know. So let's do a short commercial break, and then we're gonna come back with our final thoughts. That was commercials for Cody Paul Media, who did an editing video. I'm sorry, an editing segment today at me one-on-one you can find it that was cody paul francis from cody paul media you can find him at codypaulmedia.com and the other ad was for the springer opera house where you can find by going to springeroperahouse.org they are having a outdoor theater festival to be covid safe and to still bring art to the masses so you should check that out find tickets they're opening with singing in the rain outdoors which is kind of fun so this is this is lightning round because we got nine minutes to do these so excuse me for being rude ahead of time. So we're going to start with the people I think will be most succinct. And oh. then we're going to end with Tristan. So, <laughs> Poor Tristan. So let's start with Christine and work our way around. Um, I will try to keep this succinct. I didn't actually talk too much about this, but um, I do believe in police abolitionism. Uh, so um, hey. I think it's important to draw a political and historical consciousness around who the police are, why they were formed, how they were formed, the history, like Tristan was saying, from slave patrols and from anti-labor movement into all the violence that they've used to basically keep the interests of the state in control um and i think that in order to do that we have to continue educating ourselves about these reasons and looking for uh non-violent external options to uh these matters um yeah i'd like to talk more about it but that's it for now <laughs> excellent uh t want to say that guns don't kill people people kill people so let's not <laughs> and people with how guns kill them faster and how many you can have i watch you on our show <laughs> never a, i've never seen a gun just go off by itself and you, you clearly you clearly never watched charm second <laughs> we need to <laughs> so much um, what the media is putting out that is happening with the police departments, but actually look and see what your local police departments are doing and then make your assessments based off that. If they're protecting you, if they're doing their job and you don't have violence there, then don't let what is happening nationally 
affect your overall thoughts and opinions. Police officers are there for a reason, despite what they were historically there for. And uh, support your military, support your police officers. Not all of them are bad. All right. Hmm. Brit, no. Garrett. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I'm with you, Tristan. <laughs> right here. He, he said your name first, so if you're ready to go. No, no, yeah. go, go, go. Derek. Okay. Oh, my gosh. So abolish That's why I'm stealing your best friend right there. That abolish the what? I was that being polite. <laughs> I'm about to call her as soon as midnight hit. She's just be like, hey, what are you doing, buddy? Abolish the police. So um, when I think of that, I, I I lean I lean into it, but it, it does scare me to a certain extent. But I've, what I've found um, in talking to people is that it's it's centered in community and centered in making things really small, and that your 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 neighbors are taking care of you. Um, and I think that's what we have to think about in this um, defunding the police situation, which is like. The only way really abolishing the police is going to happen in a, I feel, in a safe way because we, we're, we're not in 1882 anymore. We are in 2021 where people got guns and um, unfortunately our youth aren't, are, aren't educated or don't have families. So, um, yeah, defunding and uh, community and like T was saying, look at look at where your money is going in your local community, and see how we can we can fix the situations. Brittany. Okay, so yeah, no, I am I'm not anti police at all. I'm actually I feel bad for like what they've been going through, um, but I think that all these cops are going to be because there hasn't been any accountability with police. Um, no, anything that happens, all cops are going to be blamed for it at this point. It doesn't matter if they are doing anything wrong and right um it just the lack of accountability that's been happening in our system um other than that uh yeah i don't know come check out politically provoked on friday for our abortion debate <laughs> and t i would love to have you on by the way <laughs> that's all. okay uh justin okay this means that you think i'm gonna talk a long time so <laughs> No, I'm, that just means I'm I gonna think you're going to talk longer. No, I just think gonna you're going to talk longer than Brittany. Oh, Lord. Because I have a couple, I have a couple issues. Y'all got, okay. got five minutes, both of y'all. First, first, first of all, um, nobody brought up qualified immunity when we're talking about defunding the police. So that's something that doesn't even like require money to talk about, but it's in the conversation. Um, second of all, somebody's trying to be funny. Uh, what is lightning wrong? I know I have bad light. I'm sorry. <laughs> Final I'm thoughts, sorry. lightning wrong. Wait, who, who wrote that? Uh, it's, it's, just, it's gone. I know I look orange, okay? It's I'm trying. She was, she was trying to lightning tell you that rounds. you need to fix that okay. lightning. That lightning no. over there is atrocious. <laughs> That's what she was saying. I got your back, Rakia. <laughs> um and then uh so yeah no my final thoughts are basically just um when, whenever you're having a conversation with with anybody especially when you get into the weeds of like the details of your opinion versus mine you have to remember that that there is such a thing of you know false equivalency there are some issues that affect major swaths of the population of this country and others and then there are others that are really just only affecting a very small and very vocal group. 
So when when you start really digging into the details of it, the numbers matter. The the actual literal numbers matter. And do your actual research. Don't don't listen to just your echo chamber of information. Like think for yourself. Critical thinking is is rare these days, and it it's going to be worth your uh, worth your stress to you know put put on some big boy panties some, <laughs> and get into the actual mode of educating yourself fully and not just what is um what's easily accessible to you um in your in your feed in your stream in your day-to-day circles of of people that you come in contact with all right tristan come um, on so a minute Okay, so first and foremost, Gary, you're very handsome. I just want you to know. That. <laughs> really, Tristan? Tristan. Yeah. Tristan. Yeah. Tristan. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> Tristan, that was like eight levels of wrong what you just did, and we're gonna talk about why when we get off the stream. I'll take my birthday gifts, okay? Oh, please, if you no, we'll talk about why when we got off the stream. That was like that was like eight. I'm but I'm gonna read you for filth when we get off the stream. Besides that, because I just want to get that Gary. out. Um, so I just want to say, Deirdre, let me see. I was gonna love on you, Deirdre, but you being you doing a lot right now. Okay? When I tell you why I'm doing this, you're gonna be like, oh. Oh. But keep going. So, um, happy birthday, right, Gary? Thank you. Um, happy birthday, Deirdre. Happy birthday. It don't matter. And on on some serious stuff. On some Thank serious you for real. I just want to congratulate you on this whole 24 hour thing. And you Thank building you. a platform to have people come on and talk about different things and explore their passions and all that good Thank stuff. You. I don't, um, it's not a small feat, bro. So at least Thank like you. soak it in and like give yourself a pat on the back for like sticking with it and pushing forward and like legitimately putting in the effort and doing some really dope stuff. Thank you. And it may have come at a high cost because I'm pretty sure I might get banned from Facebook from sharing all these streams all day. Oh, no. Is that I'm what's re- happening? I'm realizing that right now. It's like, oh, I'm reading. I'm getting messages Just and shit. I'm like, I'm like, oh, oh y'all don't, mad. Don't put oh. you in Facebook jail. You'll get banned. I, I was trying to be like. They oh, are trying to start. Um, yeah, so I'm like, so if y'all don't, if, if Talk It Out is from now on on Rakia's page, just, you know. <laughs> Follow suit, you know what I'm saying? Make the switch. But I really appreciate that, Tristan. Uh, when it comes to defunding the police, I usually have something that really point. Oh, let me try to. First of all, I want to thank everyone who is on the panel. Oh, it's going to be on your page because I got access to it. No. I got access to it. It was crazy as a kid. Every video I shared today, every video I shared today, I share every video to your page, yet they block in mine. Yeah, I'm thinking coworkers asking me at school saying, "Hey, did you get any sleep last night? Because you were supposed to sleep all night." You saw you were keeping out. I'm like, it's, it's all automated. Like, I promise you, I went to sleep at some point last night. Somebody said, "Um, your account is spamming." I said, "No, no, that's not spamming." So I'm like, "Oh my god!" So if y'all, if if I'm if I'm spotty or if I'm pulling a Trump and other people's accounts, you know what I'm saying? Just that is what it is, and we're gonna share the love and share the Facebook space. Okay. But I'll say this. Um, thank you all for being here. Thanks for pe- right. I know. <laughs> Thanks for Kia for working backstage. Thanks for every single person who's who's donated. At the end of geeking out, we're gonna actually announce how much money we made today. So we're hoping that we hit. I haven't even looked. So we're hoping we hit a thousand. I have you faith did. that we at least you got did. close. <laughs> I did. Oh yeah, more than. Hey! Brittany ruined my, my birthday surprise. I'm sorry, later. I'm sorry, it's okay wait. though. It's still exciting. So apparently we've but you, you can't say that now because now people are like, oh he reached the goal. And then my I bad. Go, 
<laughs> but oh, it, no. it, if you right. haven't, it's still not too late because we still got four more thousand that we have to make that we okay. have to save. But we're in a great start. We at least can pay for some sandwiches on set. So that's a big leap. So I really appreciate you all for being here. Every single person who's been a part of this, I'm going to give you another thank you speech at the end of this. But this is talking I'll put in out. some more too, just for that. Thank you. This is so. Okay, final thoughts. My final thoughts are, you know, when it comes to uh, community policies, right, it's really important that we start to think about the community as a whole instead of thinking about, like, an issue, I think. I think that is where we have a lot of breakdowns because it's like, let's do this and let's do that. I actually had a very long conversation with someone about um, trans issues, and we started talking about, you know, how she felt like, you know, I don't have enough energy to attack two things at once. So a lot of women chose to, like a lot of black women chose to be fighters for equality before women's rights. And I was like, well, the beautiful thing about having a community is while you're fighting equality, she can fight women's rights and both are getting addressed at once. It doesn't have to be one or another. We need to be okay with multiple things happening at once, being able to prioritize a multitude of things. And when it comes to building a community, teachers, doctors, lawyers, not lawyers, Teachers, doctors, um, policemen, um, firemen. But these, these are the kind of jobs that we need in our community that we need to find a way to support. But that trust has to be established on both ends. So we need to figure out a way to do that. And I think that's at the root of the defunding problem is we feel like so much money is going to a, a, an institution that we don't trust and that doesn't trust us either. And I think that's where we get a lot of the, the friction. I want to thank everyone on my panel tonight. This was actually a really fun panel. I know certain people who every time they come on the show, they say you need to end. I need to get out of your face by 10 o'clock. I don't like that. I'm here past 10 o'clock. And they also say, um, I wish you had. I wish I knew what current <laughs> events you would be talking about. And they said a whole bunch of things. And I just feel like hopefully this will at least be that one show where they can be like, OK, cool. So, you know, don't it happened. To it, though. it happened. But, but every day in a 24 hour live stream. So. But anyway, I really appreciate you all being here. I'm going to, we're going to watch. Are we going to do a commercial? Because we don't have time for the 10-minute commercial break. So what I'm going to show you guys is a clip from, I'm going to show you guys my favorite segment from the spot because I really like this segment. It's about five minutes. And that will lead us into the next segment, which is Geeking Out. The spot is a newscast sponsored by the Springer Opera House where we do, um, all kinds of stuff. We do interviews. I just interviewed Ty Manns, who is a film director, writer, producer. He's directed like Kim Fields, Keisha Knight Pulliam, and he just filmed like two movies in Columbus, and I interviewed him. That's not what you're going to see right now, though. But you can go to springeroperahouse.org and see it. But this is my favorite segment because this segment is when I got to interview some actors who are all have side hustles. And it was just, I got to interview our best friend and a few other people. So I want you to take a look at this. And then we will see you on the other side of this for Geeking Out. And you'll see me, Mo, Julian, and Rakia. Thank you to everybody. And Talk It Out. Do I have to, I'm not going to say the tag. Y'all know what the tag is for Talk It Out. But it's 24-hour live stream. Next week will be on <laughs> Thursday. Right. Next week will be on Thursday, our regular night and time. I love you all. And I will see you on the other hour. Brought to you by Woe Nelly Media, LLC.